Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 159. 159. Holy smokes, ladies and gentlemen. What a day it's been on Jets Twitter. So if you guys don't know, man. All right. I usually record Just Jets on Tuesday afternoon. I have some night. I take my time. I can edit it at my own pace. And then I do the Talking Jets panel at eight o'clock. That was all thrown in a massive monkey wrench when Aaron Rodgers stole the day on Tuesday. It is currently, as of recording, it is 10.47 p.m. We are starting to record. This is going to be a long night, but it's all worthwhile. Before we get into the crazy day that was the day of Aaron Rodgers is what I'm going to call it. Uh, we have to do a message from our sponsor over at Manscaped. Spring has sprung, and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning they've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement but this year manscape can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new beard hedger pro kit make sure you look your best this spring by using code jets 20 that is j-e-t-s 20 for 20 percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com now in the beard game too what can't they do over at manscape pick yourself up a nice package over there why not all right so Huge day for the New York Jets. We wake up, or if you were up late on Monday going into Tuesday, you saw the Trey Wingo report that said that the Jets were speaking with Aaron Rodgers. It's like, okay, well, that, that's pretty interesting. Can we trust him? And it seemed like, yeah, you could, because there was a report from 2021 where he called it that uh, Aaron Rodgers was going to go back to Green Bay, and that uh, that I almost said Robert Woods. It's it's not Robert Woods. Rand Randall Cobb, uh, the R first name was throwing me off. Randall Cobb was going to get traded back to the Green Bay Packers, which is literally exactly what happened. He nailed it. But then early this morning, we got reports from Zach Rosenblatt of the Athletic and Connor Hughes of SNY, who was saying that it is indeed true. And that the New York Jets are meeting with Aaron Rodgers, or excuse me, speaking with Aaron Rodgers. And the talks are continuing into today. That was the next thing. The talks are continuing into today. It's like, wow, okay, like this thing's picking up some steam. Next thing you know, early afternoon rolls around. Not only that, but the Jets are flying out on Woody Johnson's private jet to go see Aaron Rodgers out in California. I mean, if you missed it, we had a lot of fun. We went live around 2.30. We're on from like 2.30 to 4.30, a little after 4.30. And we were tracking the flight until they landed in California. And Jet fans, oh, the Jet fans are the best. Callie Jets was out there reporting man on the street style, saying where they were, what happened, where they went into. And now he's going to LAX because supposedly at around... 2 a.m. our time, so I'm not going to make it to that, but around 2 a.m. our time, that crew is flying back to Jersey. So they're going to you know, wrap up their visit with Aaron Rodgers, uh, and, and that's going to be the deal. But shout out to Kelly Jets, who was on the scene, saying where you know who was there, who got where they got off, where they went. Aaron Rodgers met them at the airport. And them it is Woody Johnson. It is... Uh, Robert Sala, it is Joe Douglas, and it's Nathaniel Hackett. Those are the four that are supposed to be there. And people are going to say, oh, Woody's there. He's going to medal. He's going to medal. Well, 
Hold on. Hold on a second. I don't buy the reports that the Jets were all in on Derek Carr and that Woody Johnson got involved and like that was it, that they, they were on Rodgers and that the staff is unhappy. I don't buy that for a second because, yes, you had the report late, late, late in the game that the Jets were were very high on uh, Derek Carr's radar uh, and, and that he wanted to go to the Jets and that they liked him. And you had the and they probably did like him. I do think they he was their second option, but they made it pretty freaking clear that Aaron Rodgers was their number one choice for who was going to quarterback this team next year. So they're going all in, and I don't think they would have went all in if they didn't think that they had a shot. And they do. Is any other team flying out there to California to meet? With Aaron Rodgers? And do, does Green Bay, because it would be tampering, right? If like there wasn't given permission, if Green Bay did not give permission to the New York Jets, which obviously they have, it would be considered tampering that they were talking with Aaron Rodgers. Would they be given permission if they didn't have a trade in place? Or a package in place. It's the same scenario with like Derek Carr when he visited the Saints a couple weeks ago before he was released. Same thing. Same exact scenario. What like this is a this is only good news. This is only good news. And I think the percentage chance of something happening is high. Not tonight. It's not gonna happen tonight. It might not happen today on Wednesday, but Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That window, the next three days, are going to be huge. I'll say it again. I think you got to know by the time Monday is rolling around. Can't be getting to Monday when the legal tampering period starts and you're talking a free agent. You got a free agent wide receiver you need, you know, you need to bring in. And you're like, all right, well, who's the quarterback? Oh, we think maybe Rodgers. If not, then what's the contingency plan? We don't know. They, 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 they don't know. They don't have an answer right now. And we could speculate and discuss what they might do after that. And there was supposed, supposedly some people are high on Jimmy G in the Jets building. Yeah, probably some are, I guess, because it's basically San Francisco East. The 49ers East. That's what it is. This Jet staff is 49ers East, just about. But them going out to California... Tracking the flight, one finding the flight, tracking the flight, having someone with boots on the ground there for Rodgers is is big. And there's some people still who are all upset, all upset about it that oh they they're getting Rodgers at forty years old or they're right. They're, if you don't think that Aaron Rodgers could immediately elevate this team to the point where they're competing for a division title, and you know for, forget like oh just you know make the playoffs. You have a legitimate chance at the division title, and you have a little legitimate chance to make noise in the AFC with how good the rest of the roster is. You, you can't get excited for that. It, it, oh, my, the, the money. Oh, my God. you got to pay him all this money. Number one, it's not your money. What do you care? Who cares what Woody Johnson has to pay out of his pocket? And the cap hit for the 11th million time. Even I have to explain even to people on Twitter who get paid to talk about sports on the radio. Don't know that Aaron Rodgers cap hit for the acquiring team in 2023 would be $15.8 million. The second year it goes up to 32 point, was it 32.8, 32.9 million dollars? Somewhere in the 32 
and change range in year two. And then the two years after that are astronomical cap hits. But the point is, it's never going to get to that point in 2025 and 2026 with the current deal. He is going to have a different deal by that point. He's already said that it's going to eventually have to get restructured or, or reworked, and it will. I don't think for, for right now, I think his cap hit's going to stick at, at 15 whatever, which is fine. That's a, that's a nice cap hit. You could do some damage with that. You don't have to, you're not worrying about 25 and 26. That, that's so far down the line. You worry about that when you get there. And I know that some people are upset about, you know, not being able to land Derek Carr. And, and I, I get it. I liked Derek Carr. He was my number two option. And I would have been very happy if he ended up being uh, the Jets quarterback. I would have. I, I would think that would have been a good move. But with Aaron Rodgers and what the potential asking price or not the asking price, but I guess the potential cost of what it's going to be. People are still another thing people are still stuck on. That it's going to be multiple first round picks to land Aaron Rodgers. No, the hell it's not. No, it's not. It's not going to take multiple firsts. It's probably not even going to take a first this year. I think the Jets are picking with pick 13 with Aaron Rodgers on the roster. Or they'll have pick 13. Maybe they move back or and recoup picks, whatever you want to do at that point. Second round. How many times have I said it on this show or on my channel in general or on a live stream with Ryan and Greenbean or whoever or wherever I go? Second round this year, conditional pick next year. Could be a conditional first if you want to set it up where if they reach the AFC Championship game, they go to the Super Bowl, whatever. Or if you want to make it, if he's on the roster in 2024, then that turns into a first. But then if not, maybe it's like a second or third round pick next year. Whatever the case may be, you deal with all the extra nonsense that comes with Rodgers. Is he a little bit of a prima donna? Yeah. Do I like everything that he does off the field? No. Of course not. I, I I don't. I think he's a little bit annoying. But when you whiff on the second overall pick and you are put in a pinch and a veteran quarterback who's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day is gifted to you on a silver platter at a discount, picks-wise, you do it. And for those even holding out hope for Zach Wilson, maybe he sits and learns for something from Aaron Rodgers. Maybe. Or maybe they draft the next guy after that and then they groom him. And then you go from... That's almost perfect, too. Think about it. Let's say it doesn't work out with Zach. Forget it. You have two years of Rodgers. And then in a three years, I guess, from now, you'll be have another guy on his rookie deal. When guys like Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Elijah Vera Tucker, Quentin Williams, Sauce Gardner, all those guys are making money because they're not on their deals anymore, on their rookie deals. But you have so much of your core on their rookie deals making pennies on the dollar, you could afford to spend the extra on the cap, which again, it's not even that much money. It's $15 million and $32 million. So what are we doing here? That's uh, that's what I don't understand. And I don't think it is that Woody Johnson's meddling in this. I don't. I think he has given Joe Douglas the authority to do and Robert Sala the authority to do what they want with the team. I do. Greenbean had the perfect tweet. He's like, I'm really supposed to believe the guy that went and hired uh, outside consultants on who to pick for general manager is now going to get involved and, and and try to do this. Now, if you want to go back in the day and say like the Tim Tebow trick, like, yeah, that's probably an example. Or when the reporting structure wasn't the current state where it went, you know, the, the head coach and the GM are on the same level and both report to the owner. Yeah, that's that's toxic. And look, I'm not going to be apologizing for Woody Johnson. I, I'm not his biggest fan. I don't think he's a very good owner. 
But what he does do is he'll shell out the money. He is not afraid to shell out the money. And if this is what the Jets think and this is what the Jets want to do, it makes sense. It makes sense. You can justify it with the window that the Jets are going to have. And it's going to bother people. And they're going to say, well, you're going to, you know, 40 years old. Did you not learn anything from Brett Favre? Like, that's the same scenario. Brett Favre got hurt. They were the eight and three in the number one seed in the AFC before he got hurt. So I really don't want to hear it anymore with that. And then also, the other big news is your potential fallback plan. Lamar Jackson getting the non-exclusive tag, which is kind of surprising. So he got the non-exclusive tag. It would be $32 million for him this year. And obviously, you'd have to agree to a contract extension if you're going to be able to acquire him. But the acquiring price would be two first-round picks, which is less than I think it would have normally taken if you were trading for him. You know, kind of like the Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson trade. Both those guys had astronomical trade packages. But you're talking about just two first-round picks. And no, Lamar doesn't now leapfrog Aaron Rodgers as the number one choice. But if, for whatever reason, Rodgers is like, no, I'm going back to Green Bay, I don't think it's likely. Or no, I'm retiring, I also don't think it's likely. Then you could say, all right, I guess it's, it's on to Lamar. And there are some red flags with Lamar Jackson. He hasn't played the, uh, a full season in the last two years. He's played 12 games each of the last two years. Uh, it's going to be a lot of money, and you're giving up two first-round picks. He's 26 years old and still in the prime of his career. I think some people are way too harsh with him with uh, how he throws the football. Uh, I think he can pass the ball better than most give him credit for. I think he does make some big-time throws. Am I saying that he deserved the you know, the, the Deshaun Watson contract of whatever guaranteed? I don't think... That's that was such a outlier contract. And, you know, it, it was weird to me today, too, by the way, that so many teams came out and said, no, we're not get, we're not in on Lamar. We're not in on Lamar. Is it that the owners are getting involved and saying, hey, we're going to get this thing back on track. We're not going to let one guy ruin it for everybody else. That one idiot in Cleveland ruin it. And now everyone's getting guaranteed deals. We're going to say no. And then Lamar's going to realize, oh, man. I'm not going to get that guaranteed money. This is my only choice, and then t- and then take it and agree to a agree to a deal. Is that it? Is that the power play by the owners of the league? I, I don't I don't love it. I mean, I'm the I'm on the player side. I want them to get you know what they can. It's a dangerous game, and you know the, the guaranteed money is, is is important. But I, I I just I don't I don't see that. Cleveland made a massive error with Deshaun Watson, giving him that guaranteed contract. And now I think they're trying to get things back on track. Amar's a good player. He's a former MVP. Yes, I'm worried about the injuries a little bit. And yes, I'm worried about the price tag a little bit. But when you're out of options, like no no car, no Rodgers in that scenario, no Brady, obviously. Gino and Deshaun and, and Deshaun, excuse me, Gino and uh, oh my God, Daniel Jones are off the board now. They they sign their deals. What are you going to do? Sign Jimmy and pray that he stays healthy. I still get way too many of those comments. Sign Jimmy G. It doesn't cost you any picks. Well, what the hell do you do when he gets hurt eight games into the year? What do you do then? Because he hasn't played a full season since 2019. He's only played one full season since becoming the 49ers quarterback. He played 15 games a couple of years ago, which was close to a full season. Not quite, but close to a full season. And then there's a lot of 10 and 6 and 4s mixed in there. 
not enough. I don't trust him. And also, is Kyle Shanahan coming with him? Because if not, do we think Jimmy G is going to be the same player? I don't. Kyle Shanahan had a seventh-round rookie, the Mr. Irrelevant, running that offense at the same rate, if not better, than what Jimmy was for that team. So Jimmy with Nathaniel Hackett might look a lot different than Jimmy with one of the top three play callers in the sport, right? So that, 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 that also is a big factor that people are missing out on. But Lamar was interesting. I, I was not expecting that at all. That maybe is your fallback plan now. But man, I think this Rodgers thing it has some real steam. I think it gets done by the end of the week. And we'll have another busy day, another busy week talking this thing through. Without further ado, let's hop into your voicemails. First up, we're going to go out to James calling in from New York. Wants to talk about mid-round pick potentially on a quarterback. Hi, James from Orangeburg, New York. Matt, haven't watched much college football this past year. I was wondering your thoughts on Tanner McKee as maybe a mid-round pick for the Jets. He's got the size, the arm, uh, the arm strength I think is there. Stanford was a pretty bad team, so I'm going to throw out his stats. But uh, what do you think of Tanner McKee as uh, maybe a third or fourth round pick for the Jets take a flyer on him? Thank you. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of his game. I, I think he's probably someone who maybe goes in like the third round. At that point, I still think the Jets are going to be needing to, especially if you have to give up uh, one of your first three picks in the first three rounds, which I think they're going to have to do to land Rodgers. you got to figure out offensive tackle, linebacker, safety. I don't think I'd be using that swing there, personally. You want to go later and go Clayton Toon or Jacob Hayner or someone like that? Maybe, but I I, I don't think a mid-round pick on it. McGee's a popular one. Um, the Purdue quarterback, his name is escaping me, is a popular one. Hendon Hooker is a popular one, which I don't see the fit for the Jets at all. 25-year-old quarterback with injury history coming into the league is a I I don't I don't see it. And I think that's someone I, I think Hooker's gonna go in the top three rounds. You know, and maybe it turns into a long-term backup for someone, but I, I don't that's not the swing that I want to take for this Jets team. It just it just flat out isn't. I don't think that's the move. I, I still think you need there's too many positions of need that the Jets need to attack in those mid rounds. A third round pick should be someone that you're getting something out of. You know? I I, I think it's valuable. I would say no, James, on that. I, I wouldn't take I wouldn't take a, a quarterback there. We got I think think Alex it's hard to hear at the start calling in from Virginia wants to talk about going all in on Rodgers and then a day two pick at quarterback what's going on Matt O'Leary what's this up sir Alex from Radford Virginia hope you're doing well man just woke up got the news Derek Carr to the Saints not ideal for me I'm a, I was a big guy on Derek Carr I wanted him to be a Jet will provide stability for longer. But now, it's go time on Aaron Rodgers. The Jets have to get this done this week, in my opinion. Like, it has to be done. 
you can't go into this season with Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback because that's probably the next option, Jimmy Garoppolo. And that would just be, once again, the Jets being the Jets. They got two great options, and they failed to get either of them. That's just, it'd be classic Jets. And it would just be so upsetting if the Jets end up having to stick it out with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm with you. But with Aaron Rodgers, there comes a question for me that I'm concerned about, and it's the future. Because we can celebrate the now if we get Aaron Rodgers. We've got a top five quarterback all time. He's got about a year or two left, though. And I know I speak for a lot of other people when they say, I am fully out on Zach Wilson. I don't want to see him play Jet football ever again. I'm <laughs> done with that. So what do you think? Because I'm genuinely thinking about looking at the third and fourth round at maybe getting a quarterback to develop for the next couple of years or maybe a season under Aaron Rodgers. The guy specifically I'm thinking about is Matthew Duggan at a TCU. Oh. I think he's an absolute dog. He's got a winner mentality. He just He's a fighter. He's been that since he's got to TCU. He just has this chip on his shoulder that he's always got something to prove. And he has good arm, and he can run. Like He can do a little bit of everything. But he is rough around the edges. He does want to, but I think he wants to get better. That's the biggest thing. What do you think, Max Duggan, Duggan, third or fourth round, or is there any other quarterback that maybe you've got an eye on? And as always, go Jets. Yeah, man. I Max Duggan, he's like projected to go in the seventh. He might not get He might go undrafted. But every mock draft I've seen him in is a sixth or seventh round. Sixth or seventh round. Pro Football Network had him going in the sixth round to the Chargers. Um, draft Countdown had him going. Pick 194. You have 180. Oh, this is rankings now. I'm sorry. Those are rankings even. This is not even mock drafts at this point. Steelers wire round seven, Bucks wire round seven, just blog baby round seven, fan sided round seven, yard barker round seven, Browns wire round seven, draft network round six. I, I don't think that's a, th- a third or fourth rounder. And if you want to go with a day three guy, a Clayton Tunes, my, my guy. Low ceiling. They all the all day three guys have low floors too, but higher floor. I think he could be like a maybe like a poor man's Mac Jones, but I get what where you're going coming from there, and I understand the frustration with not wanting to see uh, Zach play for the Jets again with how things have gone the first two years. I, I understand. I get I, again. I get the the frustration with worry about the future. Who cares? After the next two years, who cares? They've had the lo- the longest active... When the Sacramento Kings make the playoffs this year, they're going to have the longest active streak of no playoffs in the four major sports in the NFL. The Buccaneers went all in on a window three years with Tom Brady. They don't know what their quarterback's going to look like. They won a Super Bowl, went to the playoffs three years in a row. Who cares? The Los Angeles Rams traded a first-round pick and went, you know, went all in and, and you know said f the picks and f the cap space and went to two Super Bowls and won one. The Denver Broncos 
uh, were able to sign Peyton Manning at the end of his career. How old was Peyton? And he gave him, what, four years? And they still haven't been able to figure out the quarterback since then? He was age 36, so he was a touch younger. He gave him four years, went to two Super Bowls, won one, was an MVP. You th- these windows are, are are not as big as people think, and Tom Brady really ruined the... The, oh, you can be a contender forever, right? It doesn't work that way. Unless you are just have this absolute freak, like like Patrick Mahomes, because he's just that damn good. He is just that damn good. But you gotta you gotta go for it. And as I said in twenty five twenty six, figure it out. That's why Joe Douglas has paid the big bucks, man. If he's as good as what some people on Twitter say that he is, and I, I listen, I'm a Joe Douglas fan. I like him. I think he. I think they figure it out and make the playoffs, and he's here. But if he really is the best general manager in Jets history, like I've seen some people say, then he'll figure it out in 2025 and 26. I'm not worried about it. But if it gives you a, a two-year window where you are making deep playoff runs and, hell, dare I say, win a Super Bowl, who cares? Who cares? If they win the Super Bowl, they could suck five years in a row after that. They've sucked for a decade in a row where all they've done is just g- is g- gathering picks. The, the the pick hoarders are are insane to me at this point. What have you done the last the last two years specifically? You've had seven guys selected in the top forty. Seven in two years. That is unheard of. Absolutely unheard of. If there was ever a time where it's okay to give up draft capital, it's right now. It's right now. You probably can't afford to do that. You know, two years from now. But at this point, yes, do it. Go all in. Uh, Let's go to who's calling in next. Constantine. Let's do it. For now, from PA. Is that right? Let's see. Hey, Maddie. This is Constantine, formerly from Florida. Now Constantine from PA, Erie, Pennsylvania. Let me tell you something, man. I'm watching your podcast right now. And my jaw dropped. I'm like, are you kidding me? The Jets allowed Derek Carr to get away. Point blank, period, end of story. And like you just said on your podcast, we're only left with one choice. Now, basically, let's do this. Let's go buy a gun, put one bullet in the chamber, spin it, pull the trigger, and see what happens. Because that's what the Jets just did. The Jets just decided to play Russian roulette. And I'm going to be honest with you, Matt. If we don't get at least at the minimum Aaron Rodgers and we're stuck with a Tannehill or maybe Zach Wilson coming back, I'll be honest with you, bro. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can endure that. I really don't. I've been a Jet fan for over 50 years and I've seen a lot of stupid moves by this organization. And I'm going to pencil this as one of them. They better have a plan since they let Derek Carr just basically walk away. I'm not happy right now. I'm really not. Um, I just feel as if he would have been the better quarterback for us. He's more durable. He's not so unpredictable when it comes to his decision-making. And he doesn't do the quirky, weird things that Aaron Rodgers does. 
Now, if Aaron Rodgers can come to the Jets and just be Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, I'll be okay with that. But if we're looking at another situation with Zach Wilson and Mike White, I don't know if I'm going to be calling this show or being a Jet fan any longer because I'm that sick and tired of this organization dropping the ball year after year after year. We draft quarterbacks and they turn out to nothing. They turn out to shit. <laughs> and I'm fed up. So it's Aaron Rodgers a bust as me as a Jet fan as well. So I hope the Jets take that in consideration because I don't think I'm the only one who thinks that way. I'm not going to do the J-E-T Jets, Jets, Jets chant today because I'm just not feeling them. If they give me a reason to feel them again, you'll be hearing from me again. If not, it's been great knowing you, buddy. Aww. I wish I could have met you in person. You seem like a dynamite, dynamite, dynamite guy. Thank you, Constantine. But let's keep our fingers crossed. Let's pray and see what happens. I can honestly say, bad move. Okay. Just a bad move by the Jets altogether. Anyway, buddy, you take care of yourself. Was that it? Oh, you got cut off at the end. Thank you. I appreciate the call, Constantine. I appreciate hearing from you. I don't want this to be the last time I hear from you. I will not say that it's a bad move yet because you don't know what's going to happen. Like if you end up with Aaron Rodgers, then I don't think it's a bad move because again, I think that's who they've wanted all along. And I like, I'll reiterate. I think, I mean, you know this, you watch my stuff that I would have been okay with Derek Carr, but you better be, you better figure it out now with Aaron Rodgers. Cause if you don't, then what, then I, I, then I guess Lamar. Uh, I, I'm good with Jimmy. I'm good with Tannehill. I, no, no, no. I don't want to be at that point now. I don't want to run it back with Mike White and, and Zach Wilson room. I, I, I think it's got to be, it has to be Aaron Rodgers. And I, I he rubs people the wrong way. I understand that. I understand your the, the fears that you laid out. I'm not dismissing them. I think they are legitimate. My rebuttal is that you can't, Beggars can't be choosers. Beggars can't be choosers. And and Derek Carr was not without flaw. And I liked again, I like Derek Carr. But there were some issues there. He is not at the same talent level as as Rodgers. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yes, he's, you know, more healthy. He's a good teammate. But would he be the guy who could elevate that team? That's that's a legitimate question. I think he could. I think he could. Because of how good the defense is and how good, you know, everything, all the weapon, the young weapons around him could be. I don't know. I, I don't think the Jets, or I don't think Joe Douglas, rather. The Jets of old, maybe. But I don't think Joe Douglas is just going to go, uh, yeah, we're going to pass up on, on Derek Carr. We're going to let him sign with the Saints. And supposedly, Carr was calling Todd Downing throughout all of this. And talking with him because he was so close with Todd Downing. So if they know that they're getting Aaron Rodgers or they're figuring out, they're ironing out the details of Aaron Rodgers, then it's like, all right, yeah, you know, go sign with the Saints. I wish him well. I, I think he's going to do uh, pretty good there with the Saints. I, I have no issue there. Let's close out. Thank you, Constantine. Let's close out with Nick from New Jersey. He wants to say uh, they dodged the bullet with Derek Carr. All right, so this is a complete 180 here from our last call on Constantine. Let's do it. Hey, Matt, this is Nikki from New Jersey. I'm going to say I am so happy we didn't get Derek Carr. I've never seen a fan base get so hyped up about a quarterback that is so mediocre. And everybody's saying, is that, oh, now we might get Jimmy G. 
or Tannehill or something like that. It's like Carr's the same caliber player as that. He yeah, he is. Touch, I know people don't want to believe that, but he is. A lot of people make excuses. Now, I've always wanted Rodgers during this time. That's what I want. I'd be down for Lamar if we get Lamar. But if we can't get either, here's where I'm going to come, and the whole fan base is going to hate me. Oh, boy. If we can't get either of them, I don't sign Jimmy G or any of them. I sign Mike White and Tyrod Taylor. And together, combined salaries will probably be $12 million. And these are the reasons. I think Mike White, the three-game stretch he has, with Chicago, Minnesota, Buffalo. If you put Derek Carr on that team, in that same stretch, it would be the exact same situation. And I think a lot of people are down on Mike White because the Seattle game, he was he was awful. He was awful during that game, but he had broken ribs. And now, here's what I'll say about Tyrod Taylor. He started in the league for three seasons. I'm going to give you his numbers. 2015, 63.7 completion percentage. 20 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, rushing yards, 568 yards, 4 touchdowns. 2016, 61.7 completion percentage, 17 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 580 rushing yards, 6 touchdowns. 2017, 62.6% completion percentage, 14 touchdowns, 4 interceptions, 427 rushing yards, 4 touchdowns. Of those three seasons, two were a winning record. One, they went to the playoffs with a Bills team that really wasn't that good. Maybe their defense was good, but if you look at the roster, their offense wasn't good. And I remember that them playing the Jets, and I remember always killing them on third down. You just run and get some extra yardage. But the only year he had a losing record, he was like 7-8. and eight. But the guy is the ultimate game manager. And you have Mike White, who I get it. We, we haven't seen a full year of him. He might be afraid to start him, but I don't think his uh, drop-off from, like, Jimmy G, Derek Carr is that much. I think he actually proved something last year, and I think he has potential. And I think the worst-case scenario is that he isn't good, and you have Tyrod Taylor as the ultimate game manager. Also, with that, you're signing these guys, I think you could get Mike White and Tyrod Taylor combined for, like, $13 million. Now you have a bunch of money to sign free agents. So let's take. Call- I couldn't take much more of that. Uh, look, uh, you will not find a bigger Tyrod Taylor stand from like 2015, 2016 than myself. But we're talking about a soon to be 34 year old Tyrod Taylor. 34. Both Tyrod and Mike White are similar in the sense that I'm good with them as at this point in their careers as a spot starter. Backup with a spot starter. High upside backup guy. Tyrod, in, again, if you wanted to set, like, if for whatever reason, the Bills moved on from him after 2016, right? And then the Jets brought in Josh McCown. If they made Tyrod available after 2016, and they're just like, no, that's not who we want. I would have been like, all right, yeah, I, I, I could, I could live with that. Yeah, I would have brought him in then at that point, at twenty eight, not at thirty four. Man, he he started six games in twenty twenty one, and in those six games, he had one good game, 
First one was against Jackson. The one and only good game was against Jacksonville. 291 yards, two touchdowns, one one uh 112.1 rating. Then he was 10 of 11. Oh, he got hurt in the Cleveland game. All right, so we'll give him a half a good game there. Injury. Came back. First game back, no touchdowns, three picks. Next game back, 58.3 completion percentage, 107 yards. The game after that, 158 yards and two touchdowns, one interception, six yards per attempt. Last start, 5 of 13, which is 38.46 completion percentage, one interception, 3.46 yards per attempt. Again, if this is 2017 and you're looking for a spot starter, different story. You can't, with this Jets roster, your plan can't be bringing Tyrod Taylor and Mike White. Mike White gets hurt constantly. He got banged up in the Buffalo in the Buffalo game this year. And then if you want to go back to last year in 2021, he uh was banged up in the he had to leave and come back in the Cincinnati game. He got hurt in the Indy game and he got hurt in the Buffalo game. And of his starts, he has one how many starts? 1 2 3 starts plus how many was in 2022? Was it three or four starts this year? Four starts. He has one, two, three, four, five. I'm sorry. Four. He has four multi-pick games in his seven starts. In the one game he didn't start against New England, he had one, one, one touchdown, two picks. He doesn't take care of the football enough to be a regular starter, and he's hurt too often to be a regular starter. The Minnesota game, he put up a a bunch of yards, and he he was okay. You had people who like loved that game, and people who said he sucked that game. He did not suck. He was okay that game against Buffalo. Gutsy performance. Uh, it was it was a gutsy performance. They didn't get in the end zone. He didn't. They didn't have a passing touchdown in that game. They couldn't score in that game. They only put up 12 points. And again, the injury really killed them. That's a great defense. I, I, I get it. And it was gutsy of him to keep coming back in and keep coming back in and playing. But he, again, injury, and I, I am not willing to bet on him. As a backup spot starter for both those guys, fine. As the answer, how can we go from Talking down, Derek Carr, who throws for 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns every single year to contingency plan, Tyrod Taylor and Mike White. What? Come on, man. What a wild way to end the show. Hopefully Aaron Rodgers gets traded for, because I need a palate cleanse after that. I need a palate cleanse there. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. Guys, please make sure to subscribe wherever you get the show. I'm Matt O'Leary. I'll catch you next time.